Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Well, good morning. It's so good uh, that you could join in with us. When someone disappoints you, uh, what do you do? How do you respond? Some of us respond like different animals respond. Are you like a turtle? Do you uh, go into your shell when someone disappoints you? Or are you like a grizzly bear? really angry. As soon as someone gives you a prod, it's like you've just woken up and man, you're angry and you just want to have a go. Or maybe you're a bit more like a camel. It's been said that camels have a really good memory and that what they do when someone hurts them, they just hang on, they remember who it was and one day they're going to get them back. Revenge. Have you noticed this, that, uh, that when a dog chases a possum up a tree, that the possum doesn't forgive the dog? Have you also noticed that, or ever wondered, you know, whether dolphins forgive the sharks that eat their playmates? Ever wondered that? What do you do when someone disappoints you? I want to read to us today from the book of Romans. Paul, who's a guy who experienced disappointment, he disappointed others, Uh, he experienced disappointment, he disappointed God, but he writes these words in Romans 12 verses 17 to 21. Let's have a look at it. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, whenever there are people, there are expectations. Whenever you get more than one person in a room, there are expectations of one another. And one of the things that uh, we've got to realise is that when, whenever there's expectation, we also set ourselves up for disappointment. And so because of that, we need to learn how to deal with disappointment. Disappointment happens when one person has a need and they expect that other person to meet that need, but that need isn't met. And that's when disappointment happens. I want us to have a look at a couple of truths before we look at the practicalities of how we deal with it. And the first one is this, that Jesus disappointed people. It might might surprise you to hear that, but Jesus disappointed his own family to the point that they thought that he was crazy, that he'd lost the plot, that he was out of his mind. And so that happened uh, even with Jesus. Jesus disappointed also uh, the people that he grew up with when he declared to the people that he grew up with that he was the Messiah, that he's the anointed one, the hope of this world. They wanted to just take him out to the edge of town and just push him over the cliff. Jesus disappointed his family, the people he grew up with. He also disappointed his closest friends, the 12 disciples. I mean, they had their own expectations and their own idea of what a Messiah would be like and what that Messiah would do. But Jesus didn't meet their expectations either. And so they were disappointed by him. In addition to that, Jesus also disappointed the crowds. The crowds of people around that time, they wanted a rescuer who would feed them, who would free them from the Roman government, who would uh, 
who would give them inspiring sermons all the time, who would do wonderful miracles and fix all their economic problems that they had in the day. But Jesus, well, he did do a few miracles and he did some great sermons, but he didn't fulfill all of their expectations. In fact, when he did speak and when he did preach these inspiring sermons, he actually called people to a a deeper level of spiritual commitment. He called them to, to sacrifice. He called them to carry up their cross. To, he called them to living like he lived. And often when he did that, the crowds left by the hundreds, even the thousands of people just left following Jesus. Jesus disappointed not only those people in the crowds, but he also disappointed the religious leaders of the day. He disappointed them so much He annoyed them so much that they ended up having him crucified. Now, just because Jesus disappointed people doesn't mean that we should do everything we can in order to try and disappoint people. That's not what I'm saying here. But I want us to understand this, that Jesus was a person who disappointed people. But the second thing I want us to realise is this, that people disappoint people. People disappoint people. As I said, whenever you get two people in a room, you're set up for expectations and disappointment. Now, I could write a list of all the people that have disappointed me. But I could also write another list. And that list could be, but I probably can't do it because I don't know all the people that I have disappointed. Two lists. A list of people that I've disappointed and a list of people that have disappointed me. And so why I share that with us is it's important that we understand that whilst we ourselves have experienced disappointment and hurt, we need to recognise that we ourselves are the source of disappointment and hurt. We need to recognise that today. So what do you do when someone disappoints you? Now, sometimes we just have to do what that song says. Uh, I think it's a kid's movie. Frozen, you know? Let it go. I'm not going to sing it, but uh, we don't want to break the internet today. But sometimes that's just what we've got to do. We just have to let it go. We have to treat it like water off a duck's back. Just let it go. There are some unhealthy ways to deal with disappointment. Uh, and, And when you've been wronged and when you've been hurt, there's some unhealthy ways. And let's just have a quick look at three of them. One of them is, and sometimes I do this, I fight. I want to retaliate. I want to fight and retaliate and uh, get my own way. Sometimes I just want to flight, and I can't do much flying these days, but I just want to fly away. I just want to run away and get away from the situation. And other times, uh, I I just freeze. I get in a rut. And it just goes on, and it's a rut, rut, rut. And these are all unhealthy ways to deal with disappointment and hurt. There is a healthy way. And Jesus talks about that, and, uh, and that is really that we need to follow through to try and resolve the disappointment. And uh, this is what we can all do to, be- to make our relationships better. Now, I don't know all of the disappointments that you've had, and you don't know all the disappointments I've had. But what I want us to do today is to have a look at some things from the Bible that help us understand how we are to respond when we're disappointed. The first thing is this, we've got to talk to God first and then with the person. First, tell God how you feel. David does this. If you read the Psalms, many of the Psalms, David pours out to God. He tells God 
how annoyed he is or how disappointed he is or how let down he feels uh, by his friends and by his enemies and by people who are out to pursue him, people who are out to destroy him. But David takes it to God and he tells God how he feels about his disappointment. One of the things that we can do while we're talking to God about that disappointment is we can ask God to heal our hurt and to heal our sense of disappointment. We need to take time to pray for the other person as well because God is at work in their life in some way as well. And then if it is possible and if it is necessary, remember the scripture that we read earlier in Romans says this, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, that's good for us to understand because it's not always possible, but we do what we can in that space. But we've got to talk to the person. Now, some of us have no problem talking to the person when they've disappointed us because, you know, we're amped up, we're ready to go. Uh, we've got no fear of what they think. We just got to get our message across. Some of us have no, but others of us are a little bit more cautious and a little bit more afraid. You know, we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid if we talk to the person one-on-one -on -one that they might that they might take it the wrong way, that we'll just make a mess of it, it'll, it'll just go pear-shaped, there'll be conflict. So what I want us to encourage us to do is that when someone has disappointed you and when someone has wronged you, I want to encourage us to do today the very thing that Jesus said we ought to do. In Matthew 18, verse 15, Jesus says this, If someone sins against you, go privately and point out the offence. If the other person listens, listens and confesses, you've won the person back. What if that doesn't work? <laughs> well, then have a read of the rest of Matthew 18 after the sermon, a little bit later. We don't have time to deal with it all today. But Jesus does give some other steps that you are to follow if they've disappointed you and let you down or sinned against you. How do you respond then? If you know, you talk with God first, then with a person, but there's something that's got to happen in your heart as well. And that is the second part of dealing with disappointment. That is surrender your right to get even or surrender any desire to get even. In his book, The Art of Forgiving, Lewis Smedes describes the steps for forgiving someone. Lewis Smeets described these steps and the first thing he says is rediscover the humanity of the person who wronged you. What does that mean? Well, what he's saying is we need to recognise that I and they are a person who has been made in God's image but is also a flawed human being. Isn't that amazing? Those two truths together. We are made in God's image. We are a chip off the old block but at the same time, we've all done wrong. We've all sinned and, and we're flawed human beings. And one of the things that helps us to surrender our right to get even is to recognise that that person also is a flawed human being, just like me as well. Second part is surrendering our right to get even. If a person has disappointed you or hurt you and it's just not fair, and I'm sure that those of you listening online that many of you have had someone do the wrong thing by you and it's just not fair and it hurts. And, it, and some of the hurts that we carry are deep hurts and some of those hurts we carry, we carry for a long time. 
But repaying evil for evil, getting revenge, hurt for hurt, getting even, getting revenge, it's just unhealthy. It's just not good for them, but it's also not good for us. It's not good for our own soul. So what we need to do is we need to surrender. We need to lay down our right, if we, even if it's not a right, but we think it's a right, we need to lay down that right to get even. And that leads us to the third thing. What do you do when someone disappoints you? You've got to forgive from your heart. Forgive from your heart. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, think about this. The very creator of life was treated as if he didn't deserve to be alive. Think about the hurt that Jesus would have felt in the way that he, as the creator, was treated. How disappointed would he feel? And yet with love and compassion in his heart, while he's on that cross, he cries out, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. There's a real insight here that we need to understand when it comes to forgiveness, and that is this, that the person who we feel offended by or hurt by or disappointed by may not even have a clue that they have disappointed you or hurt you. That's possible. It's a really important insight. This is why the writer to Colossians, Paul, in Colossians 3.13, he says this, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances that you have with one another and against each other. You need to forgive as the Lord forgave you. You see, when we recognize that God has been so good to us, that he has forgiven us of our many, many offenses, that then empowers us to then forgive others. And when we forgive people, we recognize that we set the prisoner, the prisoner free. And it's in forgiving the person that we recognize that the prisoner we set free isn't the person that we're forgiving, but the person we've set free is actually us, ourselves. So it's so important to forgive. Forgive from the heart because it sets the prisoner free and you very well may have been the prisoner. The fourth thing that Lewis Smedes talks about and I want to share with you today is, is we need to bless the person. So first we talk to God, then the person. Secondly, we surrender any desire to get even. Then we forgive from our heart, but then we bless the person. Lewis Meads talks about this in the way he says, we need to wish that person well, wishing them well. Think about that next time you go to a wishing well. Who could you wish well? You know, I know that I've forgiven someone when I can pray a prayer for them that God would just bless them abundantly. You know, when I hold bitterness in my heart, I can't pray that God will bless that person abundantly. But when I can pray, God, would you just bless that person? Would you just pour out your resources upon them? Would you just be kind to them and generous and merciful and just give them a great life? Lord, would you do that? When I can pray like that, I know that I have moved and I've forgiven and blessed. I'm doing the very thing that Jesus said we ought to do. And that is this in Luke 6, 27, 28. Jesus said this, love your enemies, 
Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So I've got a question for you. And this is the question. And the question is this. How might you this week bless someone who has disappointed you? How might you bless someone who's disappointed you? Now, if you're struggling for motivation, have a look at this question. And that is, what does God do when someone disappoints him? What does God do when someone disappoints him? You see, we have to remember the big picture when it comes to this. We have disappointed and hurt God. And yet, what does God say? God says, I love you. I treasure you. I value you. I care for you. You've disappointed me so much. Yes, you have, but I love you. And I love you so much that Jesus was sent and he came and he lived and he taught us how to live and he taught us also so much. But he died and he died on a cross for our disappointments towards God, for our offences to God, for our hurts to God. He died. He was buried and he rose again and he loves us. Jesus, what does Jesus do? Jesus surrenders his right to get even. You know, he could have called legions of angels to just destroy all those people that crucified him, but he didn't. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And see, what does God do with us? Not only does he forgive us, but he blesses us. He blesses us with forgiveness and joy and peace and hope and a church family and spiritual gifts. And he gives us the gift of eternal life. He, he gives us the privilege that one day we will inherit heaven itself. The very God who we've disappointed says, I want you to come and be in my home. I want you to be with me forever. I don't want to spend eternity without you. How good is our God that he would do that for us, for you, for me. How amazing. And in that place of heaven, there will be no more sadness, no more sickness, no more death. It will be great and we will be there forever. You know, this morning as we come to this time, we, we want to celebrate communion. This is an opportunity for us to, to remember what life is really all about. Because life is really all about Jesus. Jesus loves us. He forgives us. He paid a, a, the ultimate price for us. He died and he rose again. And the death and resurrection of Jesus is the very reason we exist. It's the very reason why you're listening in online or watching in online. The very reason that, we're, that we have this building and that we're in a building, it's because of Jesus. And Jesus loves you and he has a purpose for you. And he wants you to be healed from your disappointments. And he wants you to learn how to work with your disappointments. And so this morning, I want to invite you to take this time to reflect, to reflect on those two quick questions. Who is it that you could bless this week? And also remember God's amazing love for us. How does he treat us when we disappoint him? And if you've got communion with you, I want to encourage you to remember Jesus in this time and thank him for all he's done. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.